0: Business owners are the backbone of the American economy. Business ownership is one of the best ways to generate wealth and create financial freedom for you and your family. Welcome to the Aquila Wealth Podcast. Listen in as we tackle the challenges of entrepreneurship and share how to remove financial procrastination and find freedom from financial stress. Your host is Eric Maldonado, founder of Aquila Wealth Advisors, LLC, in San Luis Obispo, California. He is a fiduciary financial advisor and a certified financial planner. Aquila Wealth Advisors is a fee-only, commission-free financial planning firm focused on helping business owners maximize profits, positively impact their community, take care of their family, and achieve financial freedom. Here's Eric.
1: Okay, welcome. You made it. You're wanting to learn about your business finances, improve them, do well with your finances and maximize and achieve as it relates to being a business owner and personal finance. Today, we're talking about the top five fundamentals, in my opinion, that any business owner could and should set up in order to reach financial independence, financial freedom, and just be in an overall good position fundamentally, have a, have a, a firm foundation set. So this is kind of a, a financial planning one hundred and one for business owners on just what things to set up and it's my top five items my top five list first is create margin and here i'll just run through the first five that you you can hear them and no need to bury the lead so create margin number two is uh have a time buffer account and i'll go into what these mean i'll unpack these here in this episode number three is have coverage against catastrophe number four is set up some some just estate planning basics And then number five is invest. Have have some investment accounts, or an investment account. Okay, so create margin. This is kind of fundamental to business is having a profit, which is another word for margin or savings from a personal finance standpoint. Many people think of this as income minus expenses equals savings, or in a business world, income minus expenses equals profit. Here I'll write it here. We have our income coming into our business. We subtract out our expenses and then what's left over is, you know, profit or margin. And this profit here is really what we're working for and trying to, you know, achieve unless you're a nonprofit business. And, you know, then that's, then you still even have to have, you know, some form of sustainability for the nonprofit. But we're, we're talking for profit here for this example. And that's not the, the only reason for the business or the main reason. It's to help people to do well by doing good, have build a team, create a service or a product that makes the world better. However, we want to do that in a way that provides for our family and allows the business to be around long-term to continue to help people. So creating margin is is hugely important in order for you to be able to be around long-term, do the main things that you want to do, usually with profit, with margin. That's the main things, the most important things in your life that you're going to be able to achieve or create because the expenses are are more of your kind of table stakes in order to keep the business around operation expenses. We're, we're talking in, in case of a, um, a P&L or an income statement for your business, but you have your sales, you take out your expenses, whether it's software, supplies, inventory, wages, salaries, payroll, and then what's left over is your profit. And that's what is going to be able to reward you for your efforts, reward your team for your efforts if you're doing profit sharing through your business, and then allow you to achieve your goals in the medium and long term, whether that's retirement, travel, education planning for your kids, just having the ability to give and be generous towards organizations, churches, or it's kind of callings that you're that, that are important to you. And then how do you create margin? that's kind of a budgeting type of a exercise and that's a, that's a valuable thing to do is to budget and you know track your expenses and know how much you're spending and and remove things that are excess or reduce some expenses that can be reduced or just know what your your primary expenses in your business are and and those those are the things that have to be baked into your pricing in order to get profit but one of the best ways to create margin is to start, start with margin. And it's kind of based on the kind of pay yourself first concept that's been around forever. But instead of income minus expenses, you do income minus profit or income minus margin. And then whatever's left over is your expenses. And this works for both personal budgeting, quote unquote budgeting, or creating a savings plan as well as a business, because it's very it's it's similar. In personal finances, you have your income minus your personal expenses equals your savings. We'll take out your savings first, kind of the way the government takes out our Social Security payment first when we get paid. That ensures that no one has any back pay uh, owed for Social Security. We're all up to date on our Social Security payments if you're an American because that comes out first. No one here has to, or unless there's some sort of a exceptional circumstance, no one here as a bill owed for past due social security for the most part, because it comes out first. So you want to take that same style of, of cash flow for your own benefit and take out, take out your profit first or your savings first. And then whatever's left over is your expenses. And it's kind of a twofold benefit. One, it creates a budget for you and tells you how much you have available for your business to spend because you have, Expenses which are left over, and if if there's not enough expenses and enough money after you take out your savings or your margin, then then that's an indicator that you need to reduce expenses or make more money. But taking out profit first allows you to be around and and sustain your business long term and and keep the main thing the main thing. There's a popular book called Profit First by Mike McCallowitz, which I'm a big fan of, but it's really just kind of a pay yourself mentality or mechanism. That you're, you're using to create margin. And how do you do that? Well, one is just as simple as creating a separate bank account within your business and call it profit. And anytime you have income coming in your business, you take a percentage out first every month or every, you know, pay cycle and put it towards profit, whether it's 1%, 10%, 20% of whatever you make. So if you're making, just make up a number of $10,000 a month in your business and you take out 10%, $1,000 is going to go to this profit account first. And then at the end of every quarter, now you have your own dividend, your own profit draw, just like all the other major S&P 500 companies pay a quarterly dividend, or a lot of them do. You can pay your own quarterly dividend to yourself as an owner draw, or you know, even a profit share to your, to your staff or to be a, a motivation or a benefit for people in, in your organization. But that profit draw allows you to then, like I said before, take care of the major things in your life. Okay, let's move on to the next one, which is a time buffer account. You know, another word for this is kind of an emergency fund or a cash reserve in some of the um, common financial planning circles, emergency fund or a cash reserve. I like to think about it in terms of time, because to me, what really matters for a business owner, let's say, when something happens unexpected, you know, a lockdown or a shutdown, recession, a big client or vendor you know, leaves for one reason or another. What is the main thing you need? It's, it's time to be able to repair the situation, to be able to uh, find solutions, come up with ideas, uh, have some ingenuity or innovation in the business to get beyond it. And the way you have that time is, is to have some cash to fix that solution or, or to come in and, and backfill whatever income has been reduced or subtracted. So having a time buffer account a separate account in your business that's just meant to be you know cash or something very liquid and very safe like you know a a really short-term bond or a money a money market fund but really just a business savings account where there's cash that's going to be in there that's not going to go up or not going to go down either when you look at it each day and it's it's meant to be kind of a fail safe and also a, a little bit of a stress valve especially for many business owners, if you're, you know, the, the sole owner of it or a sole proprietor, oftentimes you have no one to rely on but yourself and having some cash on the sidelines within your business, that's meant to be there for the unexpected allows you to have a little bit more solace, a little bit more peace to continue to work and, and bring your best self to your business. So it could be, you know, as short as one month to begin with, maybe, you do it based on a, your average operation expenses for a month. So let's say your average operations expenses is, again, we'll just use $10,000. You want to work towards over time having $10,000 in a separate account. And then maybe you work towards two, three, four, five, six months of, you know, 10, 20, 30, 60, $60,000 of cash on the sidelines on purpose for whatever feels comfortable. But for the beginning, you're just trying to build a new habit and create a time buffer account. So that way you have a little bit of a backstop when something bad happens. You don't have to stop your operations or be completely sidetracked from growing and maintaining a pipeline in your business. You can do that over time when you have a one month to six month worth of cash or uh, of operation expenses in your business. And someone might ask, well, should I include my own payroll in that cash reserve as the, as the salary owner? Should I include my staff payroll? I would say include whatever allows you to feel the most, you know, freed up to, to work in a way that doesn't hinder your performance, worrying about, you know, things that aren't even happening. So it's a way to kind of salvage your energy towards the important things. So more times than not, if you include your own salary or you just your payroll for your staff, whatever it takes to keep your business running like normal is a good a good goal to have as a time buffer account okay continuing on on our on our you know top five things to have or set up as a business owner kind of fundamentals financial planning 101 for a business owner next would be catastrophe coverage and you can include all kinds of things in a catastrophe coverage like you know life and death situations something in your business that could happen that would cause it to fail or or stop or have to close it if it happens so like You know, Errors in emissions insurance or business liability insurance would be examples of that. Term life insurance would be an example. I'm not an insurance salesman. I don't get paid to sell insurance, but I'm giving kind of an example of things you want to set up that have a high bang for buck as far as protection goes and allow you to continue to have capital when something or if something really catastrophic happens. And catastrophe, meaning... A major, major event, you know, the, the time buffer account comes into play when it's something that could throw your business off for a month or two or three catastrophe is, you know, like life insurance. Obviously, if the business owner dies, then you have to have something in place to either pay for the succession plan for, for the next owner or for your spouse. If you have a spouse to continue to provide for themselves while they figure out how to bring in someone to run the business or, or train up staff in the business already. And then like disability insurance would be an example if something happens to the business owner and and they're no longer able to work the same amount of hours or with the same amount of mental capacity, then you want to have some sort of coverage, whether it's group coverage or you know, through a a network, a professional network of sorts that you have access to that you can link in and purchase a, a disability income. Coverage—they're usually about sixty percent. You you usually cover about sixty percent of your salary. So if you make hundred thousand dollars a year, you can typically get a, a private policy that covers you know sixty thousand dollars if there's a a real long term disability that that is qualified and confirmed by a doctor. Next would be estate planning. This is number four. Estate planning basics. What would that consist of? So that would be like for example a will, which just has like your directives at death. If something happens to you, who, who is going to get your valuables uh, also in the will, You, you can add documents like a, like a healthcare power of attorney that states your directions, you know, in case of a hospital visit or things like that. And you can put in there financial powers of attorney who can basically write checks or pay bills for you. If something happens to you, a trust is another example of estate planning. This this helps you avoid probate, so if you live in a state like California, and if you don't have a trust, it goes through basically the state's means of disseminating your your estate, which, as you can imagine, would take a lot longer and be more expensive than if you were to have your own trust, a living trust, and that outlines all the information that someone would need to disperse your your assets. It would list a guardian for your kids, for example, or your, your trustee uh, and exe- uh, to help organize those things and then something even as simple as updating your beneficiaries so if you have any retirement accounts 401ks iras even investment accounts or bank accounts you can put like a a payable on death instructions or a transfer on death instruction to list who who uh, inherits the money if something happens to you and then lastly number five is investment accounts so being able to Invest outside of your business is, I think, something that helps protect and diversify you away from everything being wrapped up in your business or it gives you a potential opportunity one day down the line. If or when you have you want work to be an option, you have some assets outside the business in case it doesn't sell, for example, or you don't exit at the multiple you want. You have your own cash flow machine that you've saved throughout time. That's yours separate from your business. Now there's arguments that can be made well, that you want to focus in on your business and grow and grow and grow. And then that becomes your, your retirement plan and basically your funding mechanism for everything in your life. And I'm a fan of that. I'm a fan of, I'm a fan of entrepreneurship in general. That's why I, I focus on working with business owners because I'm a business owner and I, I just love the idea of, of creating freedom and a lifestyle based on providing a need or a service or a product to the world that wasn't there before being creative. So I'm a big fan of investing in yourself and investing in your business. In addition to having some capital that is to me, truly passive, that doesn't take you having to go to work or even having to maybe manage properties, which would be like a investing in an investment account, whether it's a a taxable non-retirement account, like a brokerage account or a trust account or Kind of true blue retirement accounts, like setting up a 401k, a solo 401k. If you're, if you're a solopreneur or Roth IRAs and traditional IRAs, which are a little bit more simple, simple to set up than, than a full blown retirement plan for your business. But having kind of a slow and steady wins the race approach to investing a little bit over time each month, each year, taking some of those profits, you know, that buffer account that we talked about and outlaying it towards capital that can compound upon itself without necessarily having you put in your time or effort to work on it is to me a, 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 the fifth fundamental thing to do to set up a, a strong foundation for for any business owner uh, for their personal finances and, and to create financial freedom. So again, to recap, create margin income minus profit equals expenses, have a time buffer account, whether it's one month to begin with or six months, have a, a dollar amount that you're, you're aiming towards that way you know when to stop saving into that account and that we also know how much you need you have to go to get that account to where it needs to be catastrophe coverage whether that's term insurance for life disability coverage the appropriate business insurances you know uh, you know errors and emissions or if you're like a service professional or business liability insurance if you have you know people coming in and out of your your operation or your, your location. And, you know, you want to have, you know, trip and fall coverage. Estate planning basics, will, trust, just updating your beneficiaries, easy things to do, but also easy things to just forget to get the uh, beneficiary page on your 401k and and review it and make sure it's updated to have the people or the trust accounts that you've set up. And then lastly is investment accounts, whether it's kind of just like a basic individual uh, or a joint account, joint with your spouse or even a trust account. So those don't have the same kind of like time restrictions that retirement accounts do. However, retirement accounts like a uh, you know, a Roth 401k or a solo 401k if you're, you're an individual business owner, IRAs, Roth IRAs, they have more restrictions in terms of when you can use it. You have to be age 59 and a half or beyond is what it's intended for, usually. But you get tax benefits. So a Roth, you don't pay tax on the distributions after you put the money in, for example. Thanks for listening. Hope some of this is impactful for you. And until next time, take care.
0: Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Aquila Wealth Podcast. Want more tips on how to be financially stress-free? Sign up for our monthly newsletter and join over 400 subscribers in receiving insights for maximizing your business and personal finances. Go to AquilaWealth.com newsletter or click on the link in the show notes and tune in next week for a new episode. Please see the show notes for important disclosures regarding Aquila Wealth Advisors LLC and this episode. All communication in this podcast is for information purposes only and should not be considered tax, legal, or investment advice. All information or ideas provided should be discussed with an advisor, accountant, or legal counsel before implementation.